Hi guys, thanks for tuning to episode of the Keegan Times. We have an awesome guest on this episode. We have James Roberts. James has represented his country at four world championships, amongst others, as well as competing at two Paralympics. James started out his sporting career as a swimmer and progressed on to other uh, Paralympic sports, such as rowing and sitting volleyball. He competed for Great Britain at the 2008 Summer Paralympics in Beijing, finishing fifth in the trunk and arm classification in adaptive rowing. He also competed for Great Britain at the 2012 Summer Paralympics in London, finishing eighth in the sitting volleyball. Through all of that, James' story is inspirational as James was born with a disability called femoral dysplasia, I believe that's how you say it. Uh, Welcome, James, and thanks for coming on my podcast. Thank you very much, Nick, and thanks for the introduction. Um, How's it all been going over there? Well, in terms of COVID, oof. Yeah. Um, from a media perspective, ultimately, our, our government's been slaughtered. But, and, and I, I'm sorry for the pun in terms of that. But I think every every government, no matter what they do, the media calls foul. So if they go left, the media says, "Kind of, why did you not go right?" Um, I think the only saving grace that they can be commended on is the vaccinations they put pretty much um, didn't put all their eggs in one basket is let's spread it out and we'll uh, before they've been validated we'll take a bit of that we'll take a little bit and, and pretty much they've been all been proven to be so far so good been successful so in terms of that ultimately the media is not made a big deal about that but it's positive, uh, and the media has got a good uh, knack of being negative. But other than that, um, the spring is around the corner. Yeah, I know it's exciting times for you over there. Um, <laughs> how how have you personally handled it? Like from a personal perspective, the pandemic, and how have you had to adapt to it? Um, obviously, the business has had to evolve massively uh, from being predominantly online which mine was um, to kind of having a hybrid version of utilizing Zoom for coaching as opposed to in the past I was only using it for consultation but for me it was pretty I won't say traumatic but it was difficult to deal with because this time of the year my family was in the Far East so they were pretty upbeat and positive because they were being tested every single day. But when you haven't got control of uh, your circumstances, ultimately, you know, you think of worst case scenario. So it's kind of been an upward curve from about probably this time last year to not really fretting about not having sport and things like that I kind of put it on the back burner it's like oh well I have no control over uh, whether or not I can train whether or not I can compete oh well um, it's a non well I, I imposed retirement years ago this is a retirement that's out of my control uh, so I have to deal with it and bear with it and ultimately uh, when the the Olympics and the Paralympics in Tokyo happen, uh, obviously Commonwealth sport hopefully will then become important to it again, and 
I'll be allowed to exercise because I'm in one of the national teams for that. So, so in terms of uh, an upward trajectory, Nick, I think it's gone from pretty much doom and gloom, hopelessness, like pretty much everybody is. Well, my the, my my world is stopped, and the world is is no longer the same. To pretty much, I think my day is not my weekdays are pretty much the same as they were before COVID it's just the weekends are very much different because I'm not able to do sport so I'm not able to to somewhat be at peace a little bit whereas it's, it's kind of a weird one it's like you don't think about anything you just go on autopilot and, and it, it was in the summer very refreshing to be able to do that for a minuscule amount of time that it was allowed um, that's probably the bonus that you've got down under. It's a bit warmer, so that's you can have outdoors. You can have indoor sports outdoor, outdoors for a lot longer. Ours is pretty much. I think we were allowed to do it in. I think it was July, August. The weather was already starting to turn. There it was getting very autumnal, and it was starting to get cold. That particular day was warm, but it was starting to to change. Yeah. Okay. No, thanks for saying that um, your opinion alright let's just jump straight into it for the listeners um, who is James Roberts beyond the beyond the accolades um, I'm probably very very down to earth uh, I if I was to talk about what you, you, you mentioned in the introduction I'd be very blase about it I would just kind of say I've done this 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 it's no big deal um, but I think if I think of it from a realistic point of view, it is a big deal because what I've been able to achieve in nearly 35 years, and somebody said this uh, on an interview, uh, well, on a podcast interview with me recently, I'd achieve probably uh, what some of them, were, well, almost twice my age, haven't, haven't been able to achieve. So I think it is a very much a British thing to do to be slip of a lip and kind of well it's not a big deal it, it's it's no it's no it was it was hard but okay I'll get through it and, and, and ultimately come through it the other side but I think I need to be more like my dad's side of the family is American it would be a big deal it's like let's get the trumpets out um, I'm more towards the cautious side because I don't want it to be thrown back in my face as well. You're too uh, egotistical and a little bit up yourself. Um, so I'm more to be a little bit conservative. It's like, well, I, I, I did it. It was my choice to go down the sporting route as opposed to um, some of my mother's family wanted me to get a real, a real job, as they put it. So I, I listened, but I didn't take any notice because uh, ultimately I wanted to do what was best with me and I think the saving grace my mom said to me as a teenager as long as you put 100% effort into it I'll back you and I didn't always do that but in terms of probably repaying that on the, the, the international stage I couldn't do any higher yeah that's amazing um, and thank you 
for sharing that. Um, I, I personally believe you've done amazing, and I think it's inspirational. And yeah, I have nothing but respect for you. And yeah, I, I even respect you even more because of your humility. So yeah, man, you're doing great things. I appreciate that, Nick. Welcome. Uh, um, tell me about your family and life growing up in the UK. Well, I, actually, I actually, I actually didn't grow up in the UK. I didn't come back to the UK till I went to university, and. Um, well. When it comes to Paralympic sport, it's not unusual. There's a lot of people that have been growing up. My my, uh, both my parents were in the forces. Um, where my story differs to a lot of um, what would you call it military brats, as I didn't move around. I stayed in one location for eighteen, nineteen years. Uh, but I think where it set me up to succeed was you know the, the self discipline, the respect. Uh, the honour and the craft ultimately probably from about 11-12 years old I already knew consequences of my actions of because any wrong turn that I made had an impact on the family so I probably grew up very very quickly in compared to maybe people the same age as me now uh, and I think sport did that as well because um, or oh, I was told, when it would have been, by the then head coach of Welsh Swimming uh, at the Manchester Commonwealth Games in 2002, you started too late at 11. And obviously, you've been in Australia heavily, uh, very dominant in swimming. I disagreed. It's like, well, that might be the trajectory for most swimmers. But that's not me, and and ultimately this this you'll love because he down down on after the speeches on that alone. By my mum went out of her way to go down to the bottom of the the spectator stand. I was mortified to start with. I was like, yeah, yeah. no, let's let's go let's go back let's go back to my aunt's house and let's not think about it. I want to get to the. To, to to represent my country but we're not going to do it this way and she took no notice but I think because of my grandmother's no longer with us it's like you need to put people in the position um, so I don't think my mum could go back without facing having done some sort of breadcrumb laying um, so I think for me it's, it's and I, I use it as content a little bit but I, I since taking it away because compared to some of the other things in my life it's 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 pretty minor but it's having that initial spark with somebody in your corner happened to be my mum and and I ran with it it's like well gone out of the way didn't have to do that pretty much spent my entire life of when somebody said no I'll, I'll, I'll prove you wrong um, so that was no different when it came to that coach saying you started too late like, okay I, I did it and within the space of 18 months I was in the, our, our uh, development program so to, to take no, to, 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 to kind of tread lightly it probably did it wasn't as quick as I probably expected um, I expected to probably do it a little bit quicker but I was on people's radars because of well the internet was very in its infancy like the early 2000s so sort of picking up the phone my mum did that I spoke with now he is now the actual head of 
Paralympics GB, but he was head of British swimming on the on the Paralympic side then. And I think he'd probably be very, very, very happy to see that I fulfilled my my potential that I had in swimming, but obviously I'd do another sport. So I think for me, it's been a kind of a winding road. I've uh, we've had probably fast forward two years after being picked up by the, the, the national team. I was dropped when I had gone to university. And that was only a space, I've only been at university three months. And I kind of went, well, what do I do now? I've, I've never, ever had sport in my life. Am I going to be a regular student come the new year? And unbeknownst to me, behind the scenes, my mum was speaking to uh, the performance director for Disability Sport Wales. And, and if he'd have known sooner what was about to happen, he probably stepped in sooner and kind of said, well, if you're dropped by British swimming, here is plan B, here is plan B and here's another sport. It transpired a little bit later. I had a phone call with him. Uh, I had also second opinion of my mum and say, well, what's your thoughts about me doing rowing? And... I've since done a TEDx talk based on this initial conversation uh, and I started with it as she doesn't remember saying it like this but it's how I remember it in my head is you can be very good or absolutely useless so it's, for me it's above a double positive I could be good at it we run with it or I'm not good at it and we do something else for somebody else that's not being brought up in a positive environment it's a, ne- it's a positive and a negative and if they were to fail at that I'm a failure but etc 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 so for me I was like a duck to water I was very and I I'd obviously the only ruin that I ever seen was the Oxford and Cambridge boat race and that was it uh, and I was a natural and probably being uh, in the fledging sport as adapted rowing was back then Welsh Rowan took me under their wing as we're going to put all the resources into you James that we get you to the Paralympics and then obviously we can kind of go a little bit with the middle I think a little bit subtly as as you know with rugby we like to beat the English anytime we can it's probably the little middle finger to the English as well look we put one resource into one person and he made it obviously it wasn't plain sailing I nearly derailed at the last minute but I had to up sticks and move down to, to, to the outskirts of London. Uh, the other person got injured and I closed the door firmly behind me. And I never looked back. But it was always the case of when it came to trial and selection in, in that sport, everybody else gets a second chance. I mess up one opportunity. And I think because I had pretty much the support of pretty a perennial power within within Paralympics sport in Wales they were willing to take that to court so it didn't get that far but those are kind of the political things you got to deal with uh, behind the scenes in sport well that's an amazing story thank you for sharing and yeah man like I'm glad you stuck at it look at look at the goals you're kicking in life um Actually, can you share your disability? Talk to me about that and how that was growing up and your life with it. Ooh. 
that wasn't that's that's one for me nick it's never been that's never been adversity because i was born with my disabilities it's a it's a to for people to kind of picture it, it's a sort of a birth defect and uh speaking to my prosthetist a couple of years ago obviously he's got a acronym now it's uh p p p f f d uh, I can't remember what it stands for, but it's a little bit easier than the other one. Um, okay. And with that, I've I've obviously probed a little bit more with family. It's like, well, it's no all deal for me. Yes, there's been obviously stumbling blocks and roadblocks as I've grown older and have to adapt. But as a consequence of, like I said earlier, of the positive environment, I adapted. I became flexible. I thought of alternatives of I can't if I can't do it like my, my, my friends and my peers, how do I overcome that hurdle and make it accessible to me? Uh, so I obviously asked when you got pretty much nothing else to do in, in COVID times, I, I asked families like well what what was what was it particularly like for you for me at for you when I was growing up? And obviously it was very difficult. Uh, my grandmother went to the extremes of and I didn't hear this but it's like in hearsay uh, my mum's referred it back to me it's like well, what's, well how's James going to cope how, is he going to end up in a wheelchair for the rest of his life you know like extremes but I guess to the nature of, of the, the generation she came from she hid that away from me and never, I, never, I never knew that and ultimately she's no, long, no longer with us uh, and I relayed that story I think before Christmas on on the Facebook Live, and that brought people to tears. And I even said on the, on the post, I've only just learned this, so for me it's kind of I brush it off quite easily. It's like, well, it's no big deal. I've learned that it was pretty horrendous for her because, well, you only got to go back sixty, seventy years. I would have been in different education to start with, and. and speaking to one of my coaches in wheelchair basketball he was in that set education so it was no education so you pretty much set up to fail from an academic standpoint and then from a mom it was very difficult and as a single parent as well it's people would ask her well how do you cope with james the dog the cat work work life as well and i think well, as British people do, they just get on with it, and I, I, I can't commend her enough for, for for that because if it was anything to give me an opportunity, I had it. Um, if she said no, I think that's the only person I would listen to when it was when it comes down to that. If it's a definite no, okay, you, you've lost that battle, give up. Uh, so I wouldn't put. So I wouldn't be like a lot like some of these kids like be persistent as I want this I want this if, if it was no one or two times okay that's fine I, I, I accept the decision and I think I think it's the tenacity to, to never give up I think it's 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 left with me it's I think because my dad wasn't so much in the picture I've had strong women around me be it my grandmother my mom my aunt and I think it's that stubbornness to not take not take uh, can I swear yeah you can swear to take no sh- to take no shit of well you say no I say why not 
and you see a problem, I see a solution. Um, and I think that that's where a lot of people, and this is probably why I get irritated nowadays, because it'd be like people will bring up problems. It's like, oh, I've got this issue. And whoever shouts loudest is generally heard. Um, so I'll probably join it a little bit, but it will be, here's a problem. Here is a solution. Not, I've been hard, I've been hard done by and play whatever card I have because I've been brought better. I've been brought up better than that. It's 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 an asset in my in my view because it's adversity. It's a it's it's something difficult that you've learned from. That's a trump card, and well, pardon the pun for for the politician, but it, that's a superpower. That's an advantage. You shouldn't leverage it to make somebody feel bad. You should leverage it as empowerment. As this is what I have had to deal with despite setbacks be it I'm a mixed race so at the time we're living in I'm, I'm coming I'm, as, as I stand I'm in no man's land because if I'm in one camp obviously be, be slated by one one half of the race of the human race and then obviously if I stand in one other camp I'll be deemed something else so I, I'm probably going to go down the route of I'm not sitting on the fence to be not make an opinion I'm sitting on the space because ultimately you're creating a divide and I shouldn't have to choose uh, and it's probably the same with able-bodied sport versus disabled why is sports that's got lots and lots of money being, being able to play and the people that probably need it more from a psychological perspective are kind of being left to the to the to, to the to be spent in the wilderness so it's probably something i'm going to push more as well i can't get away from who i am in terms of being mixed race having a disability why not showcase it for good because uh, people like to point out well you're very motivational and very inspirational but it's not moving the needle in my in my estimations uh, so I think I need to probably up my game a little bit more when it comes from from that side of things so it's how do I do that it's probably doing doing more things of, of, of talking about it yeah, definitely. And you're definitely good at that. You can definitely tell a good story, and you're very good. Yeah, man. Like, it interests me. Tell me about the World Championships and the two Paralympics. What was it like um, going to them and the process and everything um, to do with that? Uh, well, we used my very first world championships. I was very naive. I will almost say naive. I was very. What oh, I can't word it as because I'd never been in that environment. I didn't know what to expect. So I'm kind of like this cat, this naive kid of, well, I don't know what to expect. I'm not going to be afraid of it and let me just climb the ladder so it was learning as I went along I obviously had people that I could rely on and kind of say well what is it like further you go up the, the totem pole and that first world championship never happened nearly never, nearly never happened because the first time I went for British trials they said oh you're good but don't worry about the world championships this year I was like 
that's a bit defeatist in terms of I didn't say that to them but in terms of that's that's the highest that's the, to this point is the highest I've ever been I've never been why am I going to turn down an opportunity it's staring me straight in the face uh, so I got back in the car with my performance director it's like I'm going to that world championships it's up for it's up to I don't I don't know how I don't know by whatever means but I need to have a but I need to find a partner I said but yeah that's not my problem um, and obviously he found somebody uh, that they disregarded they kind of didn't really do deal with deal with it's like well you're not good enough and really didn't give him a, a, a second chance uh, and they obviously now live in, in New Zealand um, but they were never given the opportunity for whatever reason because of well the, the, the head coach then was half Australian as well but they had uh, a kind of picture in their head as well what, what should a Paralympic role look like based on the Olympic model gotta be six foot plus and pretty much built like a tank but if you look at any of the the pictures of when I've competed people are all my height and weigh generally about the same size so they're probably about five foot eight five foot nine average height and probably about average weight and pretty much I didn't live up to stereotypes either so I obviously faced that going through but I wasn't going to say no it happened um, I was lucky it was my on home soil so you can't get any better than a first world championships in your backyard uh, we did okay I finished in fifth um, I probably threw my toys out of the pram afterwards because I wasn't really happy with the performance of the boat but you live and you learn I was 20 years old and pretty much still acting like a teenager um, and pointing fingers as well as somebody else is at fault because of that's that and the other I probably could point out different things and kind of say well you're at fault James but that's 15 years on if we fast forward to to the Paralympics that was probably as a 14 15 year old that was everything that I ever wanted from back in the days when uh, one of my coaches in swimming came over to me one day and said well what what is your thoughts on doing disability sport I was not pleased because at that point I was I don't ever done able-bodied sport I'm thinking well I, could, I, I know in reality I can only compete just about with people that are of similar ability but I still beat some of them so I wasn't too impressed but I messaged her son a couple of months ago and said oh can you send this to your mom as, a, as appreciation because you kind of started the ball rolling to put the idea of well you might actually make a success of it by go, going into a discipline that it's it's your disability is now it's, you're based on your ability and you're not going to be shunned for it but I think because me being a teenager I've been rebellious it's like well I don't agree with what you say but we ran with it and that kind of what transpired to to, to 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 go into the Commonwealth and then probably asking and then the rest is as you say history but like I said earlier in an episode about the, the, the Beijing games was probably the harder of the two because of politics a little bit 
the final trials, I didn't turn up. And I think everybody was aghast as well. Who's this person? This isn't James. James doesn't know in terms of either. Because I had wiped the floor. I had w- w- wiped the floor of my competition that entire season running up to it, and um, it was like no contest in training camps. It was pretty much signed, sealed, delivered. And well, I know why I didn't perform. Now I made a big deal about it. I put it. Put, I put it on a pedestal. Um, and psychologically, when you do that you're going to set yourself up to fail because oh, it's the big big event but if I'd have treated it no, no differently than every world championships trials leading up to it I would have performed uh, so I lost, they were going to close the door um, we looked looking at doing legal action uh, I was willing to I was this close or people can't see my fingers but I was very very close from throwing away my degree and people will probably be very aghast by that I'd done the initial thing well you expect me to move tomorrow but obviously I'm going to have to forego university um, so university was very accommodating to allow me to move I only had to come back for exams and one presentation so I, I, I can't be I'm truly grateful for them to have confidence in an aspiring. I hadn't, I hadn't got it yet, but the 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 conviction other people showed me, like belief, is like, well, okay, now I need to now deliver. I pretty much, like I said earlier, other person got injured. Okay, here's my opportunity. I'm going to seize upon it. It's my place, and the door is firmly shut. And I don't think he got another look in uh, he did the following season but he wasn't good enough and the it was the assistant coach who became that coach he kind of said well there's no point putting him against James because he he was above average and I was really motoring in the 2009 season so I guess it's like well the only enemy James has got is the clock and any sport that's got a clock you want it to finish as quickly as possible uh, so I actually raced the fastest I've ever, I've ever done in a boat um, the next day I just put it out to, out to my mind as well it's my place and we just need to keep going keep going keep going because uh, 09 was my last season in rowing it didn't end as well as I would have liked but nobody gets no I don't think many sports put people and or persons in general get a ride out on that white horse yeah definitely that's great story great insights um what what inspires you daily oh that's a great question in terms of i say other people because i think everybody are their worst critics their worst enemy like I, I, I said, a lot of people say I'm very inspirational, I'm very motivational. Somebody actually commented on an old video I did today, and it's like, and I actually, sh- I actually opened up as like, well, I'm not perfect. Uh, I do have my frailties. I do have my forthcomings. I do have moments of adversity, and I do have moments where I do fail. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not perfect. I don't claim to be, but being able to sh- showcase to other people you're not as bad as you, you say you are and I had a consultation with somebody today it's like well 
Look at what did he say? Obviously, not to the to, to the extreme of I'm a failure, but it was like words to that effect. It's like, well, stop there, because if you say it enough, you're gonna ultimately you're gonna you're gonna start acting like a failure. Um, I don't see you a failure. You, you you had the balls to speak to me and and pick up the jump on the Zoom. It's not easy to do that for for a lot of people. Um, people do say to me, well, "How do you do it?" It's like, well. I lived in a, I did kind of a sport bubble. Um, I loved it. I loved, the, I loved the attention. I, I've, I've pretty much been like that since I was a kid. Um, to, 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 not to the detriment, but in terms of fam, family, we're bringing up. It's like, well, stop looking in the mirror. But in terms of, it doesn't bother me. In terms of putting on I wouldn't even say it's a persona it probably what used to be as in, in sport it was a persona because uh, I was very confident confident in that environment but outside of it I wasn't so uh, self-assured and I think that's what drives me is to kind of say well it's okay to be imperfect to other people we can we can strive for yeah, I can't speak so we can strive for perfection ultimately as uh, American football coach once said we can't ascertain perfection but we can get down more close which is excellence and if I can get people to be you know come out of the shadows of me mediocrity and being average I'm doing I'm doing fairly well because if people up their standards pretty much around the globe we have a better world. We're not trying to uh, belittle each other. You know, virtually much what social media is. You know, Facebook, I want to have my opinion. But is it really warranted? And that's how I was brought up. If you haven't got anything nice to say, don't say it at all. So it's trying to instill that to people as you're going to get your haters. That that's one that's one way that you know you're doing fairly well because pretty much people are coming out of the woodwork to try and bring them back down. You bring you back down to their level. Yeah, definitely couldn't agree more with you. Haters gonna hate. <laughs> if you were um, if you were 18 again and you could do anything differently uh, individually, um, what would you change? Ooh, 18 all over again and change well I always said I would never go into team sport would I change the decision I made no I probably changed my the, my way of thinking because it, it takes a lot more uh, a cohesion and you know team chemistry to make things work because you can have pretty much fall out instantly and you know everything tumble down whereas individually it is I, I I commended it and made a big deal about it, but it's very lonely. It's a very lonely place and pretty much if you don't succeed and you don't have people around you, a lot of bad things can can transpire. So I think what I would say to myself as an eighteen year old is you you're gonna have a pretty good career. So I would say enjoy a bit more. Enjoy the moment. Because that's one thing I, I I missed. I focused about getting from A to B, 
as quickly as possible, which is pretty much like anything in li in life nowadays. Is I want to have something as a click of the button. I didn't actually enjoy every aspect of it, of soaking it all in and actually enjoying it while I had it. And yes, I have memories. Yes, I have pictures, but they're not. Some of them are not vivid. They're not. They're not like like a like a film that I could just close my eyes and I replay it all back. It's just like snapshots and little highlights. So that's probably what I would like to do is is, is to enjoy the moments more so than I did. Yeah, definitely. Um, great insights again, my friend. Um, what would you tell? Uh, tell anyone if you could give them any advice give any advice obviously don't listen to the haters uh, it would be would be one but in terms of actually something that's a real piece of advice trust your gut trust your gut because your gut won't get go, go far wrong if it's if it's something bad your body will let you know if it's something good you know, you got that euphoric sense of, well, this feels right. Tr tr I think the body is a wonderful thing that I don't think people, enough people actually trust in. It, I, I know I talked about in the episode of asking other people. I've been called out on that uh, probably more times than none recently as well. You own it. You make a decision. And... You know, you, you use the sword, you die by the sword. If you make a mistake, you you have two choices: you you, you wither and, and and play the victim, or you learn from it. And pretty much, a lot of things that I've done probably through COVID times, I've thrown caution to the wind, very much like I did as probably that thirteen-year-old, uh, not thirteen, sorry, fifteen-year-old. And then obviously that first world championship is like, well, I don't know what's ahead of me. Come get me. Yeah, well, I definitely agree with you too on trusting your gut. I think, you know, it's a powerful thing and you should always trust that because generally it's always right. So yeah, couldn't agree more with you with that. Um, James, thanks for coming on my podcast. Um, I do appreciate it. I wish you all the best with the trajectory um, of your life and everything you're doing. I think you've you got such a bright and wonderful future ahead. And yeah, man, you're just a great person and yeah, inspirational. You're humble. Just, yeah, and you're definitely good at talking. So, yeah, there's just so many aspects of you that just makes you a great person that you are. I appreciate that, Nick. And thanks again for having me on your show. Pleasure, mate. Take it. All right, that's it. It's all done, my friend. Okay. Um, so what will happen? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And what I was going to say is I've got a few episodes to upload first in a couple weeks. So this will probably be I'll upload it within probably the next month, give or take. But yeah, I'll keep you posted. I'll email the links and all good to go we're up to anyway tonight over there start, start, wind, start winding down now for 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 the day 
I think I mentioned the the guy today in the consultation call. Uh, I've actually I've never actually been so 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 not relieved not relieved but happy not to to sell because he's like I'm not in a good place right now. So, okay, but this is what I want you to take away from today: is you need to do this, this, this. Yeah, okay. What about everything else, Jimmy? Uh, I like overall. Family's alright. All, all, well, all the, all the people in the UK, in fact, my family had their first uh, vaccine, so it's just me, it's just me now, so uh, whenever that'll be. Um, in terms of, I think they're doing it by age now, so I think they were in their 40s so if I get it before my birthday and no ill effects from it yeah. so it's uh, well I can't, I can't complain when you when you hear of some countries it's quite funny when we look to Europe though because they're quite they're quite struggling it's like well Brexit's a good thing because then because it's like well we wouldn't be able to, <laughs> to, to kind of go out on our own and say well we want this 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 vaccine we probably have had to wait and then be in uh, in the kind of vacuum that they're having the problem and, and ultimately pretty much well it was like nearly put itself a nuclear bomb because of the trade agreement it's like well Ireland wasn't happy Northern Ireland wasn't happy it's like well why are you doing that just because and they end up not using it for the older population anyway it's like well we'd happily keep it and we'd reuse it and then obviously we'd be like way way ahead of most countries in terms of vaccinating the population you know in terms of that I can't I can't commend the government highly in terms of that efficacy in terms of it's well we're gonna even though we don't got the stats we'll go with that we'll go with that one we'll buy up as much as we can for the population and obviously every country after that has kind of followed suit um but they like to go re they like to rewind back to well they should have done this like 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 australia closed closed uh the borders new zealand closed the borders like they they like to showcase like other parts of the Commonwealth. It's like, well, this Commonwealth country did it like this. I know a coach in the the West Indies. They can't even leave the house. So it's like, well, you you've got your civil liberties. You can go to the to to you know pick up medication. You can go to this to the store to get food. You've got warm shelter. What you've got to moan about? It could be far worse than being in maybe one of these Middle Eastern countries or Africa, and you might die because they haven't they haven't got the resources. So I think some people haven't. They're in their own little world. I think sometimes it's like, but I think that's because of where I've been brought up. Is I don't think it's the same as some people. It's. If you say gotta go inside, I didn't expect it to still be here twelve months on. But um, in terms of okay, how long? Obviously, it's been hard sometimes. I think that's for everybody because you're not you're not designed to do that. But 
in terms of overall things, not too bad. How about you? Yeah, good. It's been a it's been a grind the last two years. Obviously, Nelly, um, even before the pandemic, just working, doing the podcast. Um, yeah, so it's been good. But like, I get to meet amazing people, which you know, like yourself. Like, I just I enjoy it, and yeah, I'm looking forward to the future more than anything. Well, I think it's it's it made it, I think for podcasts, it's made it easier because you can tie somebody down. It's like, where are you guys to go and go? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I love your week. <laughs> yeah, you're trapped. You got to talk. <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, man, everything's good. I'm looking forward to getting the vaccine myself, so I can go travel. I'm um, hopefully going to the UK. I can come see you. Just, just want to travel. Like it's one of my passions. So yeah, well, I'm hoping. I believe you pay that. Um, I don't know how. Tonight, one of they got the the quarantine hotel quarantine, um, but I don't know if, whether or not that I don't I don't know if we're going to bring in that passport vaccine um, passport. What do they call it? Vaccination passport. I don't know if we're one of the countries that are going to do it because the medical stuff. So there was no point because somebody's. Eventually-